So when I first met him, I was quite pleasantly surprised that he was you know, slightly a bit different from the rest of the people I meet. Welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. I am Dilia and I am your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication, conflict and so much more. We hope you will keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper and stronger in your marriage. It is said that marriage is made up of the coming together of two very different individuals. And in this episode, we'll explore how to manage these differences during the dating phase. There is a saying that opposites attract. And there is a special charm when we appreciate the uniqueness of our special someone. It is often alluring at the beginning of courtship, but yet these differences can also potentially be a source of tension to the relationship over time, especially when a couple interacts at a deeper level and at a greater frequency. So joining us to chat about bridging gaps and building up our ability to appreciate diverse perspectives is Dennis and Shirin. Dennis is a full-time ministry staff and Shirin is in the financial services. They have been married for one year and nine months. Welcome to the Connect2 Podcast, Dennis and Shireen. Hello. Hello. Hi. Now, let's introduce you to our listeners by bringing us to your setting. For a start, Dennis, could you share with us what quality or trait you saw in Shireen that first attracted you to her? I think the first time when I saw her, after talking to her, I think she's a serious woman. She's, uh, she's serious about life, serious about her faith. And I think because we shared the common faith, seeing her not just someone who just out to just enjoy life, but to live life with a purpose, I think that attracted me a lot. Wow, okay, that's so loving, right? I can see them exchanging gazes to one another and that really is very <laughs> sweet. Now, Shireen, how about you? What did you see in Dennis that was attractive to you? Firstly, I'm wondering how come he never said I'm pretty. <laughs> you are, you yeah. are beautiful. Because usually men are attracted physically, right, to physical looks. I dated you the second time. That means you must be pretty, right? Mm. <sighs> Thank goodness. <laughs> well, I think that the very first time when I spoke to Dennis, I found him to be very open, transparent. And I had a sense of safety and didn't feel that you know, does he have something up his sleeve, ulterior motive? So I think that was the first thing that attracted me because in my job, I meet a lot of people and I tend to be able to sense characters quite well. So when I first met him, I was quite pleasantly surprised that he was you know, slightly a bit different from the rest of the people I meet. Well, that's really a very huge compliment to you, Dennis. So now that we hear how the opposites were drawn to one another, could you share with us an area of difference that stood out as you began you know, exploring having a relationship with one another? I think for me, when I found out more about her, probably it's the family background. Because for myself, I had quite a diverse background, a difficult past so-called history. When I found out that both her parents were teachers and then she's a graduate, and for myself, having a low education. And that was one of the, the struggle and tension I had because I think the low self-esteem kicks in and probably not much confidence in wanting to pursue this yeah so to build on that the difference was really quite stark and one of the things that he was transparent about on the first date was he only has psme <laughs> set two, set two. oh set two, set two, sorry and i was like 
Wow, I never dated someone <laughs> who has sexual qualifications, but he did, you know, carry himself well and speak well. So at the back of my mind, I was like, oh no, how am I going to tell this to my parents? <laughs> because they're educators, right? And then if I'm dating someone who doesn't have a tertiary degree or something like that, right? How would they feel? So it was something that I felt was we had to really overcome in terms mm. of for himself, for Dennis himself, how would he feel when he knew my parents and, you know, interacted with my family? And then how would I feel also in introducing him? So these were very critical questions we had to go through and come to a inner resolution mm. how to go about dealing with this difference even as i hear you share i, I believe mm. it's really not just tied to the qualifications per se but it could also sound something like the life trajectory that you guys mm. took yeah. prior yeah. to crossing paths with one another and that also would mean that your life experiences would shape the group of friends that you yes. might have potentially or even mm. the kind of i just wonder like you know mm. lifestyle or hobbies or yeah. interests and then this could then influence or impact the way that you would interact with one another in the context of your relationship tell us more about how you know you guys talk to through these differences? Were there certain scenarios that you had to encounter to figure this out? And so I remember there was once we met up with her mentors. The concern was whether I'm able to provide and to lead in this relationship and whether my worldview is wide enough to contain and to understand what she's doing. And so that was a struggle for me because for myself, before knowing her, my world is just serving in an organization and everything that I think of is about organizing, about mm. serving, about working. So when to want to know her more and to pursue her and that's when the mentors highlighted some of the concerns and I think it was a shock for me. And uh, that was also my learning curve to be willing to humble and choose to expand whichever I can in order to meet up to what is required. So yeah. it was quite a struggle. To begin with, we didn't mention that we were actually matchmade and mm. uh, we didn't get to know each other naturally as in uh, our friend actually uh, introduced us together. And I was slightly mad with my friend like, why you introduce this guy to me? <laughs> this, this kind of guy. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so different, you know, like alien like that. And totally not in my world. Like what yeah. Delia, you said, different friends, different way of life, mm. different family background. Everything is different. So I was actually quite negative to it at the start to even want to pursue a friendship. I was like, oh, why even bother have a friend like this? But I was, I think along the way, I felt that why not see whether he can get to know who I am. So I kind of lightened up a bit and not see it so seriously and decided to say okay lah I don't need to be so serious about it maybe you know just let him get to know me and that openness to let him get to know me mm. and not being so tensed about it actually open up the way to a friendship so our getting to know each other was really grounded in friendship first where we had to find out where was our common ground on first look there is no common ground but as we got along with each other with the foundation of similar values we found that there was more common ground than we thought we had so tell us more about what kind of common ground that you discovered even as you shared just now one thing that crossed my mind was she you alluded to just that openness that posture of just 
saying yeah. that, okay, let's not be fixed or rigid to what I thought the uh, mm. ideal or suitable partner would be for me. Yeah. But to say that actually, yeah, it is not just the, I wouldn't say our appearances, but in, in terms of like, you know, just what is seen on the surface, mm. but really dive deep yeah. into what could really serve as the stronger foundation yeah. Yeah, to your friendship. Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet, navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash C2 Marriage Prep for more information today. Yeah, so when I got to know him, I was 36 or 38. Quite old already, you know, by normal standards. (laughs) So the openness helped in that sense that I cannot think that, you know, everybody must meet up to my expectations in my mind. But as long as a person comes with a good character, sensible, right, it's something that we can explore further. So for example, like very simply, I thought in my mind that, wow, it's going to be very hard to find a guy who loves to go trekking with me. Don't every day eat and dine, you know, don't every day go out and shop. So I, I don't like shopping. So I was like thinking how to find a guy who doesn't like shopping, doesn't like the city life and loves the nature life. Only when we started going out, so I was testing the waters and I said, hey, why don't we go to this park, this park, this park, right? Yeah. So he happily, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, so many okays, check, check, check. So that's how we started to build that common ground. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think also maybe, you know, Dennis can share also like how you came mm-hmm alongside. I think the usual things that couple they do together will be like going for movies, you know, right? After they'll just uh, window shop in malls and that's the least we do. do. Yeah, we will walk around in parks, a meal, we will arrange for picnics, Mm. you know, and just hike around, walk around and uh, appreciate that, you know, because when knowing that she has quite a successful career, right? In my mind, I will think that, you know, she will pursue material stuff, branded stuff, etc. But she doesn't. And I think it calms my spirit a bit, <laughs> right? Because I think that really helps in wanting to know her as a friend. That's another attraction. And I also hear you share that there's this like, even as you learn to be open and explore, you started off building this friendship in the mm. context of also other friends, mm. right? Yeah. I mean, just now I think you all mentioned a bit about that. And, yeah. you know, in the process of getting to know each other as friends, I believe then there will be an exchanging of your thoughts sharing each other out about your life yeah so just now Shree you talked about how Dennis was very transparent and open if you can tell us more about that because I think that level of humility you know vulnerability and openness in communication helps to deepen the friendship to establish trust at the very start is super important yes maybe a lot of people come into a relationship because they're firstly there's chemistry there's physical attraction which is needed but the friendship part is where really you you know that this person gets you firstly and he or she will be there for you and he or she will be that safe space for you so at the very start when Dennis introduced himself and told me about who he is his background etc I was quite shocked because he laid all the cards out (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, because he had an interesting past, which he will share himself later. When I heard it, I was like, oh my goodness, this guy is really transparent. <laughs> and it gives me that sense of, okay, I can deepen that friendship with him. I can go out, I can ask him about things about his life. I don't need to hold back. And that is how we found that you know, it's so important. Then I myself also become transparent towards him. We kind of like have this unspoken agreement uh, in the sense that we don't want to play around with mm. time and, and each other. Yeah. So let's be serious about mm. it. Mm. Whatever needs to be done and said, let's just throw it all out now rather than suffer later. <laughs> or, you know, it will be a root shock if you find out after marriage. That was how we approach the whole relationship to begin with, we were on the same page. For me, I think it's very easy to open up and to share because I don't have to do anything to impress her, right? I think probably if much younger days as a man, we want to impress the girl, want to give the best, do the best, present the best. But I think this time around is really different because I had a failed marriage before and as an ex-offender and substance abuse and I have a daughter, right? So I think coming to this friend and to lay everything on the table is something that needs to be done. Mm. Then it's only fair for her mm. because um, we both know, even though we, we keep saying it's friends, but we know what we are trying to build. Mm. So if I have the intention to want to build this deeper, then I need to come up front earlier yeah. and not for her to find out at the end of it, then it will be very unfair for her. So that is the reason why right at the start, I laid it on the table for her and then she'll make the decision mm. to whether she wants to build this friendship or not. Yeah. I think that transparency helps in our relationship. So from my side, I had to be very honest with him about my thoughts, my emotions, mm. about how I felt about him and uh, his family background, about his daughter. So I had to articulate my discomfort in a very honest manner. You know, th even things mm. like, what if your parents get ill, you know, mm. and you need that to have medical care for them. Who's going to pay for it? So this is even before marriage. And I told him very clearly, I said, it feels like a huge burden to me. I feel that if we get married, I'm coming into a huge baggage. It was very uncomfortable conversations, actually. One-to-one, -one, also in the presence of our pre-marriage counsellor, that we had to really be honest and come to a resolution is this something that is workable mm. is this something that you can walk through together in faith and in the event of discomfort and quarreling what is our response we preempt ourselves what would the conflict be like in future oh. so we did quite a lot even before getting married <laughs> Yeah. But that's so powerful, right? And yeah. I think, thank you so much for being so candid with us because I think, you know, as we touch on this topic today about managing differences, it is really the difficult conversations mm. that people yes. often try to skirt around because yeah. they and yes. avoid. Um, but then it starts festering and growing because you never really get to the root of it. So in every podcast, we would address a frequently asked question that couples have about dating and marriage. And so even though today's question might be a bit different context from where you are from, but I think that there are some values and principles that you can actually shed light on this. So the question is this, my boyfriend and I have been dating for nine months. I'm an introvert while he's an extrovert who loves socializing and making new friends. And this has caused quite a bit of tension as I need my personal time with him, but he's constantly wanting to be with other people. 
and sometimes even spends alone time with his girl pals. So what should I do? I think firstly about this question, right, is the willingness to negotiate and the openness to want to discuss this matter. Because you cannot just cover this up or, or just pretend that it, it never happened. Because if once one party starts to feel tense about all this, then I think we need to discuss about it. It's just like when I know Shirin, right? Even as a friend, I told her that, you know, I'm not seeing any other normal girlfriends because I think as a man, unless there's a job requirement or else I think it's really unnecessary because if you're meeting a girl, if you're meeting someone, most likely it will drive along to something more. So I don't believe in casting the nets and etc. So I really think that as a man, you really treasure your girlfriend, then you need to be sensitive to her needs. I think that's very, very important. I think men should, even as boyfriends, we should set examples and take the lead because we are men. We are different. We need to understand that. So I think maybe this question also alludes a bit to can we have opposite sex friends? I think both of our take is that we don't agree that we can have best friends who are of the opposite gender. That's where we have our common ground here. So having said that, there's no reason why I'll be going out to talk to a guy or even hang out with guy friends without my husband together with me. Or even boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. or my boyfriend together with me and vice versa. I wouldn't be also busy texting the opposite sex of friend unnecessarily. So same thing for Dennis. So this is the place where we need to understand that when we are in a relationship, we want to protect the relationship at all costs. Yeah, it's to eliminate we, any distrust, I think. Yes. Which is very important. Yes, so if we have that priority in mind, then whatever makes the person, the spouse, you know, or the, or the boyfriend, girlfriend, unhappy, uncomfortable, insecure, then we need to fight for it and make sure that, you know, the mm. other person feels secure with you mm. as well as who you're meeting, who you're yeah. going out with. And we have to make the adjustments in our life. So this is my advice to this person that a conversation needs to come about between mm. the both of them to express what makes you insecure and what can be done. And if you really value the relationship, then you've got to make adjustments. Mm. Yeah. Thanks so much for that. Yeah, I agree with you that it's important for couples to learn how to communicate honestly about their concerns. Yeah. And these are things that we should not avoid. Otherwise, it would, we might you know, unknowingly fester or bring rise to other areas of building distrust yeah. or inability to be open and real to one another. And while we know that it's important to accept our partner for who they are, it is also important for both parties to be able to identify if there may be differing values System that underlie the difference in the way they approach, you know, relationships with friends, especially in managing boundaries with the opposite sex. Okay, so thank you so much, Dennis and Shirin, for sharing your story with us. And before we wrap up today, could you share a word of encouragement for our listeners who might be in the midst of working out differences in their relationship? If there are differences, most of us understand like men next, right? The opposite attracts, right? So I think based on my experience, we're seeing so different <laughs> from me and that's the attraction. And it creates a lot of curiosity, good curiosity to wanting to know her more and to work out and to accept. I think that's the beauty of it. Imagine you fall in love with someone exactly like yourself. I, I think that's quite scary, <laughs> right? So, so I think differences are good. So there's a saying that two is better than one. Truly mm. when there's difference, whatever 
is different about the person can compensate. Whatever I'm not strong in, Dennis is strong in. Whatever I am strong in, Dennis is not strong in. And that's where the partnership comes. Yeah. And that's the whole meaning of marriage, isn't it? That you're not just in for the companionship, but you are there to really hold each other through the good, through the bad, just to be able to be stronger as a couple. So differences are actually good. Wow, then that is so good because in every podcast, we end off with a couple challenge. And today, for the couples who are listening in, we encourage you to take five minutes to share with each other what you what are the differences that you observe in the other party and you have learned to appreciate. And we hope that this podcast has given you some ideas on how to take a relationship to greater heights. And in our next episode, we will dive deeper with Dennis and Shirin to explore how they have learned to manage differences in their marriage. So do stay tuned. If you're looking out for more resources to grow your relationship and marriage, do visit our website at www.family.org.sg to browse our articles or check out our upcoming events. And we hope you have followed and subscribed to our Connect2 podcast. Or perhaps share this episode with a friend who may also benefit from it. So thank you for tuning in and until next time, take care of yourself and your spouse.